The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey there. Welcome to Nick Pollock and Friends, where I talk to people I know and who you should know. Uh, today's guest is the wonderful, super nice, I mean, one of the nicest guys I've met, Scott Bogman. Bogman, it's so wonderful to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I, I appreciate you having me on. And and you are also one of the nicer guys that I know. No, so no, no. I appreciate so, that. I remember meeting you in Arizona and it was just completely open arms with a big smile. <laughs> and come on down. Let me take your money at poker. Uh, but, uh, but if you don't know Scott Bogman, otherwise known as Steve Bogman, which I still will call the greatest mistake I've ever made in my life. Um, obviously you do in this league with Chris Welsh, who was on this show uh, a couple of weeks ago. And by the way, I, I purposely wanted it so that you guys were separate. Right, uh, right. We, we could have done a joint one, which makes a lot of sense. But yeah, no, I wanted to be selfish and get a one on one with each of you uh, to really understand how you take and you know, just your story. And that's really what this podcast is all about. So really, Scott, thanks. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, thanks for having me. And thanks for doing this. This is a cool series that you're doing. So, you know, people can kind of uh, understand what's going on. And a lot of the questions that we get, um, you know, in, we call it our, our ball bag, uh, our mailbag episodes, uh, are kind of, how did you get started? And, you know, some people have heard it a million times. Other right. people haven't heard it at all, but I think from anyone that is in the industry, it's always an interesting story to tell. Absolutely. Uh, and that's the thing too, is that all of us, you know, in this industry are doing it because we, we care about it and we love it, but there's so much more to us. Right. And just talking about fantasy sports. And really, I think that's what actually, to me, when it comes to, uh, I don't know, humanity, <laughs> like that's the interesting stuff, like how everyone's their own little puzzle and how they take in what they like and enjoy. And that stuff is just so fascinating to me. So uh, without further ado, we're going to jump into this. And actually, right before we started, uh, you were telling me that you uh, you don't drink coffee anymore, Scott. Well, I never drank coffee. I was always okay. a big soda guy. So right. I am trying to get rid of um, caffeine out of my diet because it just makes me feel, if I have too much, makes me feel crappy for sure. the rest of the day and then the next morning too. So in like, I don't know, late February, uh, early March ish, somewhere around there, I ditched caffeine completely. So, so that's so no soda then. No, well, I, I'll do like a Sprite Zero every okay. once in a while, but sure. uh, that has no sugar and no caffeine in it. So, right, right. You know, just just trying to not be so reliant on caffeine to wake me up and and all that stuff. So, hey man, I, I'm with you there. <laughs> uh, so I like every single year I do a month. Uh, it's normally in December where I just don't drink coffee. Yeah, uh, I get rid of it. I hate how it's an addiction and that has control, right? You sleep better, right? You do. 
Um, yeah. But it, it's interesting because, I mean, doing that also, I get to reset it. So I only have to go one cup for a bit. Now I'm already on the two cup because I'm doing this six-hour <laughs> sleep schedule thing. Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy, but whatever. Um, but I didn't actually start drinking coffee until like 27 Oh, yeah. See, I've never liked it. I've never liked it. See, for me to like coffee, you'd have to add too much crap to it. Uh, Mm. You know, some like uh, coffee mate, hazel something, you know, all that (laughs) crap. Like uh, and at that point, you're just drinking a a hot chocolate for breakfast every morning. Like, nah. So I started I started with that. It felt like a milkshake or so. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are poison. Those are so terrible for you. Um, and so I have I enough crappy habits, <laughs> right? Like I don't need to go and spend eight bucks at Starbucks every day to start my day. Like I just don't want to be oh, that not. guy. That's so, all. So, I mean, the Twitch stream right now um, is uh, is making fun of me because I do Folgers. <laughs> and I have like 40 ounce tubs. I have four of these. I got them for like 20 bucks or something like that. What do you go to Costco and get them? <laughs> it was an Amazon deal for four. I was like, all right. I'm fine with that. And so I have. So Folgers. what's wrong with Folgers? Is it like the old know. man coffee they, or something? Like, I don't know. They tell me it's terrible coffee. Nick, you got to get all this stuff, which I've been, of course, dealing with all my life. I had a, a roommate that was this massive connoisseur of coffee. But back when I didn't drink coffee and it made me this beautiful one, it was a French press and poured it into this <laughs> vase and everything. And I was like, this is coffee i don't right you're like yeah it's always weird when someone is super into something and you just can't appreciate it you're like look i I understand the work that you're putting into it and and (laughs) i think we can all get behind that but i'm just this is just not for me it's not something i'm going to be able to understand so exactly i mean that's an interesting thing too that like one yes there are gonna be so many things i'm not into that i feel terrible i'm just like wasted on Right. They're, they're giving me this coffee. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but you should have this because you will enjoy it. And I won't. <laughs> but it's also, I, I mean, part of this podcast, I think, is I, I recognize that everyone is into certain things, right? You right. Know, for example, um, I don't know. Some people are really into, man, I can't think of things that I'm, I'm not into. <laughs> but like, Let's say they're into going, oh, man, I like those things. Um, you like stand-up really comic, hard. stand-up comedy, sure, you like some, stand-up yeah. comedy. I mean, uh, stuff like that, TV shows, movies, you There's know. There's always something about books, them that right. brings them in. And once you start to understand that element, you can actually grasp uh, the joy of it. You know, with everything. Yes. Uh, oh, man. There's a there's a phrase my dad would say that actually I'm, I can't say because there's a curse in it. But he says, <laughs> with everything good, there's a lot more crap essentially yeah i and so you everybody likes a thing because they chase the thing that's really good and they're willing to deal with the crap because it has a sense of the thing that's good so if right. you can find that good thing and understand it then you actually will enjoy more things so anyway that's a long tangent <laughs> yeah i mean that was we're getting into a little philosophy <laughs> here too i like that why not um but anyway so getting rid of soda i did that back in 2000 i don't know like 11 or so uh, I can't recommend it enough. So I'm really, really yeah. happy to hear that you're you're cutting out at least the sugar element of, of soda. That's also another. Yeah, I do like the crystal light uh, water with my water packets, sure. you know, yeah, uh, okay. stuff like that. So yeah. uh, that that's a nice, you, you know, uh, pivot off of drinking so much soda. So and I can fit into some uh, shorts that I haven't been able to wear for two years. So I like hey, that. There you so. go. That's awesome. <laughs> that's really it, cool. it's not it's it like throw, throwing a deck chair off the queen mary but we're getting there okay, you know what i mean all right all right hey Slow progress but steady. is progress and that's a very <laughs> that's I right will heavily encourage that that's great 
Uh, but anyway, so here we are, about six and a half minutes into this, and all we've talked about is sugar and caffeine. So uh, let's talk about you, Bogman. Uh, sure. For everybody listening, obviously you should be listening to In This League. Uh, Scott does that with Chris Welsh. It's a fantastic podcast, and you guys talk about a ton of things, not just fantasy baseball, but you go into many sports as well. Uh, and you do work with, I believe, the F- FTNSY network, too? Yeah, it's called Sports Grid now. I probably need okay. to change that on some stuff, but yeah... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we we do uh, Sports Grid, uh, a three hour radio show. Welsh does the first two hours, then I do the third hour uh, with Casey Bubba. So I'm on with Welsh, and then I'm on with Bubba every week. Uh, we do fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball, fantasy football. I also do college fantasy football. Uh, Bubba and I are on Line Star. Uh, I do CFP Winning Edge college football show. So uh, individual defensive podcast with Gary Davenport bunch of shows so uh you know it's it's a lot of a lot of fun fantasy work so what's your daily schedule like uh for a given week usually my uh schedule i mean just my everyday schedule because the hours vary depending on who i'm going to be on with but it's basically uh make sheets for an upcoming show record a show edit a show then make sheets for an upcoming show that's kind of what my uh day it my day entails so is, you know is there a separate job that's completely removed from all fantasy sports there is not anymore uh, about two years ago i was working at a restaurant and i quit that job so oh, it is all fantasy industry now hey me. well congrats that's a, that's a cool feeling i mean yes yes like to be is. able to say you know what screw this i'm gonna go and, and just do this thing that i love so much. right right this is my full-time job now which i'm very happy for what was that moment like like was there a certain uh straw that broke the camel's back um, yeah, you know, it was just working at a restaurant and, uh, kind of the restaurant starting to nosedive and not being able to make money doing it a bunch. And, uh, this kind of, you know, kind of closing the gap, you know, seeing right. our, our Patreon grow, seeing that kind of start to dive. And then I got to a crossing point where it was just no longer feasible for me to do that job. You know, I, I could take a different job and I've done like, you know, supplemental like Postmates and stuff. But as soon as COVID started, I, I stopped with that. So, you know, no thanks. Yeah, oh man, I can imagine that. Uh, yeah, but let's let's even go farther back here. So, Bogman, uh, I'm assuming you grew up in Arizona. I actually have no idea. Uh, yeah, so I was actually born in Katy, Texas, which is right outside of Houston, okay. and I lived there until I was 11. And then uh, my parents got divorced. So we moved out here with my grandmother to Arizona, and I have been here uh, since then. So uh, 27 years in the Valley now. 27 years. And then so when you were a kid, what were you thinking for yourself? What was a little Scott being like, OK, I am going to be an astronaut. I am going. To um. Uh, I really didn't know. Yeah, I think writer was probably uh, the biggest one. And then, you know, uh, now I do write like I write for the fantasy football black book for Joe Pizzapia, which I'm going to have to get on my horse and start that pretty soon because (laughs) those are due in mid-April. But I got to wait for the NFL draft to start anyway. But um, I I really don't like writing. Uh, It's okay. Uh, I would say I'm pretty good at it. But I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to using this word correctly and making sure I describe everything right and, you know, uh, not sounding weird or wrong. I don't know what it is about it, but I really nitpick myself when I do it. So uh, I, I like I don't enjoy doing it, even though it's something I'm pretty 
good at i think so yeah so free uh, reading things that i've written is not really a joy of mine (laughs) for that reason i mean there are certain times like i look back at former sp roundups and stuff and go okay that was a that was a funny joke nick and i I will certainly (laughs) laugh at myself all the time um, I actually think in my yearbook, it was like, what is he doing in 10 years? It's a, I think he said still laughing at his own jokes. Um, <laughs> but, but but yeah, I mean, there's so much. It's so easy to have anxiety about what you've written and put out to the world. You know, I remember the very first post putting out and go, oh, my God, I didn't want to click the publish button because now I'm exposed and people. Can <laughs> right. See this. Right. And yeah, I totally you don't really have time. When you're talking into the microphone, you don't have time to second guess the thing yeah, that you, you just, just said, even if it's wrong. You know what I mean? Even if it's wrong <laughs> or it's dumb, you know, you can always make fun of yourself for it, but you can also explain it away easier, you know, than uh, post. That's why, like, you know, uh, it's always weird when someone takes what you text or even say in an article or something the wrong way because it's hard to convey tone over you know uh a text so it's not uh well, not a good Twitter way in reddit oh yeah man. oh my god it's so important yeah. it is so important with reddit to truly go the extra mile to express the tone and what i mean uh, by that is is exclamation points and maybe some even like smiley faces at times or or really just go out of your way to make clear what you're trying to say because it's so easy uh, to be translated the wrong right. way. And people want to be offended sometimes. So especially people on Reddit, you know, so you didn't consider this. You didn't think about that. You're doing this unknowingly. You know, that's and I love Reddit. Reddit is one of my favorite sites. You know, it's one of those you kind of have to look at it every day just to see, uh, you know, if you're missing anything or getting your links or sure. whatever. But um, but yeah, it can be absolutely brutal on Reddit. Oh, so Reddit is worse than Twitter. And that's saying something. Ha. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's certainly different. Um, I obviously, I, I've mentioned this before on this podcast that I have so much to thank Reddit for anything. I mean, oh, they can make you exist. and break you 100%. Pitchless, you know, yeah. I showed up opening, um, sorry, the launch day for Pitcher Gifts. I think we got 40,000 hits within 24 hours, shut down the site. I mean, broke it in a good way. That's awesome. You yeah. know, and then uh, from there, I just showed up to fantasy, ba- our fantasy baseball said I was an expert. They believed me. I didn't know anything <laughs> back then. <laughs> um, still don't now, right. but, uh, it was, you know, I then just started doing that AMA and like through that, you know, just kept being persistent with it and Reddit essentially, I found all my early writers. I still find writers through it there. Um, yeah. It's Reddit is like I said, it, it's, if you work it right. Yes. You have to, you absolutely have to do it right. Because if you just show up and start posting stuff, you know, you basically you got to do things in the correct order on yes, reddit it absolutely. is what the rule is i mean depending on you know the subreddit that you're in of course some of them are absolutely nuts but uh, have you ever tried to play the random game on reddit where you go down it's it's very oh, fun honestly i mean it can be dicey sometimes <laughs> but uh i have a not safe for work story i will tell you off the air here uh about sure. the my first experience <laughs> with reddit and i didn't go back for two years so uh what, it, what did you uncover scott i i cannot you know look you said cursing's not allowed here cursing is it, not allowed it's but... way worse than cursing so i will can explain give, it to you, you give our listeners a hint at least you know beast. uh i don't think friendly i don't think i can um <laughs> Uh, let, let me let me put it in the the private chat. Mm, okay, let, let's let's uh, see. <laughs> the suspense is killing me, Scott. I mean, look, Reddit. Um, oh, oh my. Okay. Um, this is terrible. <laughs> right. 
Uh, it's something um, anatomy-wise and not treating it well. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, yep. that's really bad. I'm sorry. That was my first thing. My buddy told me about that. Reddit. He told me all these links, and I hit, oh, okay, cool. Oh, I'll look at random. Boom. That was the one I got. That's the first one you got. That's Unreal. the first one I got. And so oh I God. had to uh yeah. I had to put it away for a little bit. For two so. years. You had to- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean it was it was a scarring moment. Well, so So okay, so to get this back on track with Reddit. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to take us down here. Right, right. I pushed it. That's all me. That's all me, Bogman. Uh, No, there's a certain order, and you're completely right about that. And that order is you have to be not only like part of the community, but genuinely a part of the community. Right, right. Like you've made comments before. You don't just show up and try to shill. That's kind of the the thing. You have to have uh, given out advice or talked through things or at least lurked and been around for a while. You know what I mean? It's got to be like, you know, you're part of the friend circle. Then also when your friend says, hey, by the way, like I've got this thing, you know, I've got this show right, I'm playing right. at. And then the friends will come. Oh, yeah, we want to support you. That's great. That's what you need to emulate. And I was yeah. lucky. I, I started Reddit in December of 2009. You know? Oh, yeah, One of my yeah. My friends from college was like all about it. And then I, I, I was lurking and I finally got an account in 2009. So when I started doing this in 2000, you know, 2014, five years later, it was like, oh, yeah, well, he's a Redditor first. Yeah. And then doing this. And that made it easy for me to uh, to use it often. I can't remember when I started mine. Is there a way to do you remember how user, to find your cake yeah. day? Yeah, yeah, it's inside of your user profile. But anyway, okay. so you got to do it like that. And if you jump in, I uh, if you're posting links, OK, you can do that. But then answer comments. You know, say inside the comments, hey, I'm here to answer questions and stuff. People are going to be rude to you. People are going to call you out on the things you don't (laughs) want to be called out on. And the biggest thing, and this goes not just for Reddit for everything, is you have to approach all those negative comments with a smile and a hug instead of a punch. Right, right. You never, ever win. If you approach it with a punch and you catch more, uh, you catch more ants with sugar than vinegar, right? That's kind of the saying. And it's not even the person that commented to you. It's everybody reading the comments that you're winning over. Right, right. It's, I cannot express this enough. It sucks when you get those comments, they hurt. I, I'm not going to tell you right now that, you know, I I can completely ignore and brush up every negative comment. Of course, you know, I've had that on the the college fantasy football Reddit where, um, you know, I, I worked for fan tracks for a little bit and I talked about how Yahoo was lazy with their uh, CFF system. You know, they they uh, made it. And, well, it's kind of the same way with baseball, how they make Otani two different players, Bernie McKay, two different players. They're just not willing to invest in the infrastructure to make him be able to be a dual eligible player. Right. They yeah. don't want to pay for it. It's it's either cheap or lazy. You know, it's one of those two. And I kind of said that about their CFF stuff. And uh, a guy on Reddit was like, look, man, we get it. You don't like Yahoo and you think they're what they're doing is lazy. You don't have to say that every single episode. And, and you know what? I was like, you know what, dude? Loud and clear. You're right. I don't have to say that every episode. So you're absolutely correct. And I quit saying it, you know, because it, it, if it's bothering that one Except guy and it's such now, a little thing, Scott, how are you going to bring this back in another episode? <laughs> <laughs> but if one person is no, saying no. it, more people are thinking it probably. Right. So yep. and it was, you know, petty and dumb. So the guy was right. So I, you know, I quit saying it. So look at you. That you takes know. a lot to say that, honestly. Uh, yeah, not an easy thing to do. And yeah, that's humility. I mean, you just got to look at things from anyone else's view outside of your own. You get out of your own head for a second and say, if I wasn't in X situation, would this be annoying to me? Well, yes, it would be because 
X, Y, and Z. You know, you can kind of rationalize it that way. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, don't don't ignore Reddit. Uh, post stuff. That's fine. Go and do that stuff, and just make sure that you don't just treat it like a bulletin board and leave. You gotta right, right. You gotta have interactivity. It's got to come from a genuine place of wanting to have this discussion. Yep. And if you don't have that, then it's not gonna be a fun time for you. Oh no. Um, anyway, <laughs> so so this started with you uh, as a kid thinking of maybe being a writer, and you saying, okay, you know what? Maybe that's not really it. So, what was your path up to here? Like, you you graduated high school. Yeah, then- yeah. Um, uh, I I did college for a little bit. Didn't graduate. Um, you know, worked at a restaurant for a while. But Welsh and I did. Um, we did a different show, and I'm not sure if he talked about it on. Uh, the episode with you previously called the channel cast. Did you guys talk about the yeah, channel cast at all? I think so. You guys were doing one and then you stopped and then you came back. Yeah, that was like, I want to say 2010, 2009, somewhere in that neighborhood, like before podcasts had really taken off. Like right, there yeah. were a couple of them, like Mark Marin had his, Joe Rogan had his, right? So there are a couple of them floating around, but they hadn't quite taken off yet so we did that it was kind of like a variety show we did it for i want to say six or seven months maybe longer than that maybe nine or ten months but uh that i mean and that entailed me driving to his house every single episode for those because it was before there was good recording equipment like skype or like we're using right now Streamyard and stuff like that so i had to and he never has lived close to me since high school so uh it was you know like a 45 minute to an hour drive every single friday and then back to my place and we we did that show we didn't really know how to market it and it was also like we were talking about everything so it was a little bit too much i i think is uh the bottom line on that so um we weren't really doing much with it. We missed a couple weeks here and there and we kind of, kind of just finally went, yeah, this isn't working. Let, let's try mm-hmm. to figure out something later. And then a couple years later we came back and we started doing, um, off base, like a comedy baseball podcast where we did like goofy skits and we worked, uh, for this. I can't even remember the name of it, the website that we work for, uh, to be honest with you. So we did, we did it by ourselves for a little bit. A guy liked it. Um, you know, paid us very, very little to do this on his platform. Mm -hmm. We did that for six months. And then we kind of said, why don't we just dive into the fantasy stuff? Because that is all of our phone conversations anyway. And we're having these long winded, you know, kind of deeper. Would you pick up this guy? Would you drop this guy? Why is this guy better than that guy in trades and all that stuff? These are the conversations we were having on the phone anyway. So it's like, why don't we just record these conversations and put them out? So we kind of, uh, you know, opted to do that. And I really wanted to start with baseball, but Welsh was like, well, let's just dive right in and go basketball. So basketball was our very first uh, show that we started in this league. That was in uh, I believe November of 2014 when we started or October of 2014 when we started that show. And um, we've been, uh, you know, doing all three sports ever since. Man, seven years. Yeah. Seven years, Bogman. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Got to Yeah. You got to Got to keep going, man. That That's kind of the thing is, you know, um, we, we've streamlined some things. We've done some different things. We've changed our setup. We've had guests. We've had no guests. You know, we've done more episodes. We've done fewer episodes. So we have bounced around as far as, um, 
you know, content and uh, obviously you got to keep things fresh and change things a bunch. So you can't do the same thing over and over and over, but uh, you know, it's, it's fun, man. And I think that gets lost a lot within the industry is, Mm -hmm. you know, of course you want to be the best. Of course you want to make money and, and and all that stuff. But I think we all started playing fantasy sports because it's fun and we enjoyed it. You know, absolutely. This is an entertainment business, you know, it's not, yeah, you know, I say this to all of our new staffers. Like, we're not in the business of being right. We're in the business of good discussion. Right. Yeah. And you know, if you try to be in the business of being right, uh, you're gonna fail. Because yeah. You're just not gonna be right all the time. You know, it, yeah. It's just these are other humans we're talking about, and humans innately are not 100 percent perfect. So. And I like, you know, look, uh, Welsh gives me crap all the time uh, about, you know, guys that I missed on. And and I do with him as well. You know, I was a big yeah. Billy Burns advocate for a while, you know, Billy so oh, didn't man. didn't pan out the way I thought. You know what I mean? Sure. But you you Darvish was pretty good. You know what I mean? And I was behind him. Stanton's pretty solid. I've been behind him for a while. You know, that there's you're going to have your hits and your misses. You just got to. You got to enjoy the in-between time. Hey, man, I, I still love getting uh, <laughs> tweets and uh, Discord messages about Zach Godley and Nick Pavetta. It's uh, <laughs> it's my favorite. It, it's the best, you know. Uh, At least Pavetta's still going, you know. <laughs> so Yeah, he has like one out of 40 whiffs on his breaking ball. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. <laughs> wonderful stuff. Uh, but you're right. I mean, this is this is supposed to be fun. And I, I, I went a long tangent with, with many others already. I keep going back to it. But yeah, this is, this is about, you know, the entertainment part, right? If you right. are doing this and you're not showing that genuine passion and love for for this or really for anything you're not going to stand out you're just going to be someone else there and you know when you're doing podcasts and stuff it has to be obvious how much you care none right. of this is an act from me everyone's like oh i really love your passion about pitching i mean that's i feel a lot of people have that same passion but they just don't show it they don't let loose and i mean i just i don't know i don't know at what point i just kind of turned off the filter yeah, but uh, it helps. I mean, this is all you have is this audio, right? They can't see right, anything. Right. They can't uh, be in that room with you. Let yeah, go, you know. Embellish. Yeah, especially if if you're a person that is uh, prepping a lot, and then you feel like you're not you're not being recognized. You know, it's no one's. You're exactly right. No one's going to see the behind the scenes work. It's like the meme everyone likes to make is you know when they see something good, it's the iceberg. You know what I mean? They see what's peeking out over the surface. They don't see the rest of the iceberg below the water. You know what I mean? So it took a while to get there, of course. But yeah, so I mean, that's why I I like arguing. That's why we did the player debates book is, Mm. you know, uh, picking a player over the other. And, you know, uh, obviously not every single time in the book was I writing for a player that I actually thought should have been ahead of the other player. But you make the argument. You know what I mean? Can you see this? You know, everyone is obsessed with uh, black and white results. But the gray (laughs) area is where ninety nine point nine percent of the players land. You know, yeah, they're going to have some good days. They're going to have some bad days. Right. Nuance is the enti- is what analysis is, you know? Right. I, I figure out how that nuance. Exists. And it's not fence sitting. You know, I know a lot of people would say that's fence sitting, but I think a reasonable range of outcomes for players is what you're really looking for. So, you right. know, floor and ceiling. You know what I mean? If you know both sides of it, you're not going to be surprised by what happens, you know? Exactly. And there's still surprises, even when you think, you know, 
uh, you know, the the whole range of outcomes because a guy gets Can't hurt. My Ada. Uh, oh, Keston Hira. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh yeah, there you uh, go. All and all the way up to you know Tyler Naquin dropping bombs and guys mm. like that. We you know afterthoughts, guys that we didn't think of in our industry. You know, absolutely. You could say that he's uh, a quintessential. Oh man! Yeah, but should it never you? Stops. It never <laughs> stops. Okay. I, you know, I want to quote like Rambo. You think I could just turn it off? <laughs> it's not. You're not it's changing not anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but just going back to the whole thing, like you can you can have all those notes, you can know everything about it, but how you deliver it is just like you're reciting off of it. You right. Know, and right. Can, and there's a there's a there's a difference between knowing the stuff. And then expressing this stuff, right? And very it's much about so. how you, you know, it's all presentation. I've said, like, I love quoting Mastermind, um, that movie <laughs> with Will Ferrell, right? Uh, where he's just like, "What's the difference between me and you?" As a supervillain, presentation. He comes out of like a mouth of crab drones or whatever. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's amazing, but that's everything with this. How you yeah. can how you showcase that information and talk about it. That's that's the selling point. If you're thinking about, man, I'm not really getting anywhere um with this i feel like oh i'm saying all the things that everyone else is saying or in any any sort of business like that's it presentation like and you're not going to be for everyone i mean that's just oh god no i'm everyone (laughs) everyone is not going to be for everyone you can't you can't please every single person so it's one of those things where you know do it uniquely yourself and then people that like and respect it are going to come to you and people that don't are not going to. And that's OK. You don't have to bring everyone in. You know, that's absolutely not. Uh, th- there's a lot of people that hate that the Welsh and I will discuss non-baseball things for maybe the first 10 baseball or the first 10 minutes of our baseball podcast. They really don't like it. So we're not for everyone. You know what I mean? Uh, but you you have the, the thing is, is there's a million podcasts and people have X amount of time. You know, they have a finite amount of time. They're not going to be able to get to everything. So if they're uh, laughing and learning some stuff, that's kind of the sweet spot that that we want. You know, uh, we're probably more laugh than learn. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, between me and Welsh. But, um, you know, I, I think there's I think there's enough there and people seem to uh, to enjoy us. So embrace the tangent is what I like. That's right. Yeah. The, the rabbit hole. Yeah, we had yeah. we bought a website, which uh, we didn't do anything with it, but called weirdholes.com because we said <laughs> we would go down weird oh, holes during the show. And Thank by the God. way, if you think that I didn't get about a million different software engineers emailing me trying to set up my website, weirdholes.com, you are sorely mistaken. Oh my God. That oh no. No, oh, yeah. Scott, there's no way that's about like going on rabbit holes in a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, I have, yes. A title of, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, workplace bone bread, uh, bonebuds.com or whatever that Charles bought. It's kind of. Oh, I thought, I thought the, the constant joke of title of my sex tape. Okay. Oh, time. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a good one, too. But no, it was uh, when Charles bought like the weird uh, workplace bonebuds.com. I don't know. What are you guys talking about? We're just making bone broth, right? Yeah, it was the same thing. And I had many, many, uh, uh, you know, uh, website designer and, and all the, those type of people hit me up and like, hey, I can make the best porno site for you ever. And I'm like, that's not what it's for. It's for yeah, tangents. How are they Come finding on. this then? How are they like, oh, weirdos, finally someone has a domain. I've got just the first. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't want to know, man. I did not oh, respond no. to any of them. Okay. So. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull us out here. Yeah. Out of this weird hole, and uh, <laughs> we are we're gonna talk more about Bogman here. Um. So I, I wanna I wanted to get to know first of all, what is your favorite hobby that is not fantasy baseball, fantasy sports related whatsoever? Oh man. Uh, my favorite hobby. I mean, I I don't know. I really like stand-up comedy i like going to shows you know stuff like that the welsh the the welsh and i before covid um we had agreed to do five minutes of stand-up in 2020 at some point so i started writing stuff i i have i've never gotten on stage so uh but i started writing stuff to do it and now that you know people are getting vaccinated and we're kind of coming out of it we actually went to go see tom segura in uh i believe it was march february or march at some point so i went to go see tom segura when, when he was out here you know I, i've always liked stand-up comedy so that's probably my favorite thing outside of the the fantasy industry so what i uh, what was um tom wearing was it levi's was it wranglers i'm just uh, yeah to I, the gene segura right right it was it well uh, they him and his wife call each other jeans if you didn't know oh, that but uh so which is another weird thing so um but but yeah he was like it was weird because we went and um you know like the the mask order had been lifted here in arizona but most businesses are still you got to wear a mask to come in right and Stand Up Live didn't give an f they did not mm. care they had plastic partitions between parties so yeah. like I was with the Welsh and our other buddy, uh, Jesse. And um, so our area was kind of quarantined off with these big plastic, you know, uh, barriers and stuff. But they uh, it was weird because we sat down and some people were like had theirs on, but other people were taking them off. And it was kind of like the waiter had decided whether you needed to keep it on or off. Right, but right. It right. was it was kind of it was just surreal being out in public again because I didn't sure. do much during COVID at all. Man, so next time next time you're in New York. I uh, I've got, I used to go to the. It'd be the first time uh, that yeah. I've been in New York. So well, then, okay, next time you come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Comedy Cellar is the one to go to in New York City. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. It's actually surprisingly easy to get into. If you ever do come to New York, you just got to reserve twenty four hours beforehand. Absolutely. There's always a line that's like waiting to get in. But if you have any plan to go out that night, just just get a reservation, and then they'll you know they'll cover it if you don't show up. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's that's the one to go to. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, times. you know, I've seen the seller a million times and, uh, you know, just clips and mm-hmm. it's been in, you know, Louie and uh, what was um, Pete Holmes, show. Nate sure, Bargetti yeah, yep. talks about it a lot. Yep. Like uh, there's uh, Jim Norton. There's all kinds of uh, comedians that talk about, you know, uh, cutting their teeth at the seller. So right, uh, exactly. and it's in and a million like different shows right next door. So essentially right. you just go there, grab a beer, say, you know, sign in go back in uh it's, it's the best <laughs> uh, but nice comedy shows i i i mean i could have maybe gotten that because you guys did you know some some comedic bits and everything you were talking about yeah it doesn't surprise me much um i correct me if i'm wrong but uh you do have an affinity i think for for film as well yeah i like i love tv and uh and movies so which is what makes you know uh the the mock drafts that we do um, some, some people like them once again, you know, we're, we're not for everyone. Some people love the mock drafts. Some people hate the mock drafts, but I drop in, 
uh, comedy lines from movies mm. or just any, it can be a drama, you know, whatever, just a line that I think fits for the situation. And sure. that will take me once again, that'll take me down some weird holes on YouTube <laughs> where, uh, you know, I'll get on YouTube and I'll be trying to find this perfect clip because, you know, I just rip it off YouTube and take the little snippet uh, fr from it. So uh, but then I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. No, this one works better or YouTube won't have the clip I'm looking for. So then I have to go to a different one. So that's why that's part of the reason why making those mock drafts, everyone hears me lament and complain about it. You know, they take an hour and a half to record. They take about three hours to edit because I'm going through and listening, not only beeping out the Welsh's 47 cusses to my 10, <laughs> but then I'm also uh, dropping in all of those lines. So yeah, I love, uh, love, love movies and, and TV shows. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm one of those people that I could live my life in movie quotes, which I know uh, is just as lame as dad jokes to some people, but I don't know. I, I, I I have a decent memory for that stuff too. So I'll remember the line like after seeing it one time sometimes. So, okay. So, so hold on. I, first of all, not lame are dad jokes. So just, just <laughs> dad, so dad jokes are lame, but that's okay. Just, just so they're not. Um, now this is, <laughs> I'm not saying you're lame. I'm saying dad jokes. <laughs> Fair enough. I, okay. So I've, I've had an idea for a TV show for a long time and you'll understand why I'm mentioning this in a moment. Uh, it's a, it's one where half the world has superpowers. Okay. Mm hmm. And we focus on a support group that has the worst superpowers um, <laughs> where they're just like they're trying to deal with it. They, they're so happy like that they, they have can them, make but their just... eyebrows grow longer or something. Like... Exactly. I have yeah, a whole yeah. list on my phone of so many of these. Right? <laughs> um, there's someone who can't fly, but they can hover like an inch above the ground. Yep. Yep. But they actually can fly. They're just in love with the with the uh, the girl that can identify the uh, contents of a tin can without reading the label oh right that's so they're trying one. to seem like they're least uh they're worse <laughs> for them um and one of them was that they lost all all process of language but they can they can memorize every single movie quote so they only talk in movie quotes and then oh i like that they have to watch more movies to then learn uh what to say they could probably uh, speak different languages, but it's only exactly, in movie it's quotes. Only movie so, quotes. <laughs> but, um, but if you're wondering, like, there is a whole thing about okay, then there's a supervillain. His name is Harry Petersburg the Fifth, otherwise known as HPV, who yep, can change yep. his facial hair on the fly, and then he changes his <laughs> accent as he like the the facial hair changes, and he rids his world of superpowers. Now, all of a sudden, there's this big moment in the first episode where he rids the world of it. But we were in the bunker as the girl who can identify what's inside of a can of Goya beans and knows what it is, is showcasing their powers. Cause that's what the support group does. It's showing that you actually are worthy. These are good superpowers, right? So they come out of the bunker and the whole world now is looking at this group as the sole, uh, superheroes of the world to then solve all the crimes. <laughs> and this is called super normal. I love that this. Is, this is what I want to like. I've, I've thought of this for like six years. <laughs> I like, oh, one day I'll write this thing, you know. Um, but yeah, there's, there's like a whole list of them, and yeah, eyebrows that can continuously grow. I, that's not on the list. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Have something. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of, of dumb ones. You know, I can uh, you know regrow my teeth with uh, you know just by snapping my fingers. You know, oh, just all yeah, kinds of weird uh, dumb things that that control garage doors. I like. Oh uh, yeah, control only garage doors. Right, like no other electronics. It's solely garage <laughs> yep. doors. It's. Yep. 
And, and you know what? He should go up to a garage door and then it's not moving. It's like, okay, well, here's the deal. Like, right. I can only move the ones made between 1995 <laughs> and 2015. Anything oh, after man. that, you know, uh, I started they, to use a new circuit board and it's yeah, new circuit same. boards and it's too complicated for my brain. Yeah. So I can't get in so, there and, and open so it. The whole idea is you have someone <laughs> from the government that comes then and now is like focused on making them better than they are. I hope you know that I'm just going to be DMing you ideas Please from lame do. superheroes I mean, it's, from, it's from on this my point phone. out. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have this giant note of just like 20 million of these. Uh, so the one, the main, I think the main character is going to be someone who can, who's hand pruned super quickly. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're just supposed to, the whole reason we do that is so that we can grip things better. Yeah. Uh, so we have more texture on our fingers. So when we're underwater, then we can actually like <laughs> hold things. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, we have super villains as well. There's, I think my favorite mm. one's called the antichrist who actually takes turns wine into water. <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't american dad do that did they i, I think oh, they might have done that right. so well, you, we may have to mind. change that one never like, he, mind he okay. his he, he had an outfit that looked like the riddler but it was upside down crosses instead of question marks so uh yeah <laughs> i they, they did that in like they did an apocalyptic episode or or couple of episodes or something and the antichrist was in there so yeah. someone can make every anyone sneeze on command oh i like that one yep um and it was called that pollen man or something pollen you know? man oh mm, lovely. <laughs> but anyway one day one day super normal will be a will be a thing there you go uh so what is the best movie of all time then scott oh i don't the best movie of all time i don't know uh there there's uh a lot of really good ones um but uh i don't i don't think i could say there's a best i mean i really like forrest gump and i know that's uh it's kind of a standard answer. And I've actually that's, heard that's uh, one of my favorite podcasters say that every fat loser um, uh, sports fan loves Forrest Gump and they what? can't tell you why. It, it, it's just it's a funny thing. But look, there's no there's no antagonist in Forrest Gump. There isn't. Mm. Some people say it's Jenny. It's not. You know, uh, there's no antagonist in, in Forrest Gump. It's just a guy that has limited abilities going on doing his best and making a huge difference in the world. It's a great story, you know, and there's no, there's no driving force to that. The guy just, you know, is trying to do as best as he can. So that's why it's a beautiful movie. I've never seen Forrest Gump. Oh, come on, man. You've never (laughs) seen Forrest Gump. Is this going to be an, all right. Clips of every, of like, I, I feel like I've seen the movie without seeing the movie. I, I can't. It's just one of those things. I only saw Bull Durham in the past year. Are you kidding me? You're a it's, baseball fan, Nick. I know. That's this sacrament. is why I finally did it. And oh. it's not, I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of overrated, but whatever. Oh, um, man. That is hard <laughs> to hear. So Okay. I'm going to pull away from this, though. I know I just dropped this, and I'm not going to let that simmer. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we need to get you though? a list. We need yes. to get you a list. That sounds so. good. But is Forrest Gump your favorite, or is that the greatest movie? And is your favorite a different one? Um, I think, yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I don't know. Like it, it's definitely because my, I don't know, my attitude changes sometimes. Sometimes I like sure. that. I, l- I love Quentin Tarantino movies, okay, uh, you yeah. know, um, and, uh, the Welsh and I have had this big argument because I think widely, uh, accepted is the best Quentin Tarantino movie is, uh, Pulp Fiction and everyone kind of agrees with that, but I like Kill Bill. Uh, Kill Bill is probably my favorite, yeah, yeah. right? Um, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Smith 
probably i mean clerks is a movie that absolutely changed my life like i really? love clerks yes mm. yes so you know it's just if you're working at a dead-end job and you feel like there's no escape watch clerks please it, it will uh it will change your attitude and a lot of things especially if you're you know uh in your early 20s or you're a teenager or something that is a great movie to just uh pop on and you know um, it's black and white. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like it and they don't get anything from it, but it's, it's, I love it. It's you great. Forget, you forget it's black and white after about 30 seconds. Um, yeah. And I saw clerks in a hostel in Amsterdam. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's Back a when weird. I was, when I was 18. Man, man, yeah. it may not have had the impact <laughs> on you at 18, you know, no. but, no, uh, I should probably rewatch that one. 23 to 25 and you're working in a dead-end job it's a pretty good flick to watch so Mm, that's a nice call i'm assuming you've seen the prestige yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's my favorite movie i think that's a great movie you know it's it's underrated people don't talk about it a lot but that is kind of you know and for anyone that uh works in uh entertainment or you know communications whatever it is where you are kind of a character to see the unbelievable like they just make their whole life about being a magician yeah. which is it. it's a sacrifice that people can't make and, and right. it's uh it is a very very good movie i like oh, that movie. I, I don't want to spoil it too much but you, the whole movie itself is a magic trick and, it is and also the, the expression of how there are two magicians that kind of go two different ways to do a magic trick yeah you know, to two separate extremes it, it's it's there's so much to that movie and I, I, I love it so much and it it bothers me because I see this and I go, I can never create something like this. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just so far past my pay grade. Never say never. Uh, no, it, that's a brilliant, brilliant movie that I like to conceptualize the entire thing of that is so much work and, and so well done. So it I, is. It's like a movie I just respect and enjoy. It's not the most... You know, there have been many other things that I respect more so on a thought-provoking level and the amount of emotion it gives and, and, and conveys in such an important way. It's not an important film, but as far as the art of crafting a story, oh, it, it's oh, great. It really is a good so movie. Well and I can't believe, like, if I don't think I've met anyone that didn't like it. Hmm. Um, they just thought it was the illusionist. That's all. Right. Uh, I don't even remember The Illusionist, to be honest it was, with you. It just so. came out at the same time. It was the other movie. Was it? Movie Isn't with, that weird? How so, some yeah. of those movies come out at the same time. Like those like two movies about magic and then like Armageddon and Deep Impact mm. came out at the same time. There's uh, so often there's like uh, the first movie and then the knockoff version of the movie. Right, I never right. well, understood yeah, what that. What happens is like you have, uh, well, people get wind of a movie coming out like that and then they speed to the other one. So like, right. for example, Bugs Life and Ants was that situation where they had the pitch of the movie and then someone got fired and like, screw it, we'll just make our own version. Right, right. You know, and I think Ants actually beat out Bugs Life even though Bugs Life was in works for longer, that kind of thing. <laughs> but that, so that's maybe how that happened. I don't know. That, uh, it, it sounds correct. I mean, you know, even if that's not the way, it sounds smart. So I'm going to take it as correct. And do you go into TV as well? You do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV. I've been, you know, like during the pandemic and they say it's probably not good for your mental health, but like rewatching some of the same stuff, to be honest with you, like, you know, when the baseball day is over and I've watched quick pitch and I know I'm still going to be up for three hours doing stuff. Uh, I'll flip on, you know, parks and rec or Brooklyn nine, nine, or, you know, a should the office just a show that I've watched in the background. So it's kind of, you know, 
most of the time it's kind of something dumb or funny in the background, but I've seen it before. So I know I'm going to be paying more attention to my sheets and my work it's than what is actually on. It is. Yeah. It's very comforting. I, I yes. know this very well. Actually, uh, a friend of mine, I know that when he does like coding and stuff, he actually has uh, this like community that collectively watches a random film together. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I like that too. Um, uh, and I think didn't Netflix just start that during COVID? The, uh, oh, yeah, the you know, like, yeah, yeah, group watch and stuff like that. That, that, that stuff is a great idea. Yeah. So, it, I understand this, like in the background, you know what's going on and stuff. And it's just, it feels like you're, I don't know, in an office maybe. In that right, way. right. It's just like listening to music. It's the same yeah. thing, which, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a big music guy. Like that's where Welsh and I kind of diverge is he's a oh, huge really? music guy and, and I'm, and I'm just not, you know, it's not that I don't like music. It's just that I don't, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about at the very beginning. I don't think I appreciate it as much. There are, you know, when I was growing up in the nineties, alternative music, like no one's ever going to be able to tell me that music is better than that. Sure. Uh, but you know, the, the, when the kids that are uh, in high school now are my age, they're going to say the same thing about the music that they're listening to right now. So, because that's just what's impactful when you're that age, you know, exactly. So. How we, why we like the music we do <clears throat> is a very interesting and intricate thing. Right. Um, but how could you hurt me so much by saying you don't like music? What is wrong? Well, it's not that I don't like music. It's just that music is not a major part I'm of my joking. life. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm messing with you. I, I don't play an instrument. I can't sing. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it's just it's just not for me. So. But if you're going to belt something out, what is it? Oh, I don't know. Probably the offspring, which, oh, yeah, uh, yeah Pisa Pia hates me for. But Why? Uh, I, I can you I, hate someone for liking the band? I don't know. I love the offspring. That's my favorite music yeah. ever. So. Oh, that's that great. That would be it. Um, and, uh, have you seen Mr. Robot, by the way? I have seen Mr. Robot. I don't know that I finished Mr. Robot. Oh my God. Okay, Scott, I mean, I cannot say this enough that final season, the fourth season of Mr. Robot. He made four seasons of it. Okay. The best season of television I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll reinvest there are things that I pick up and, and Welsh and I have this argument and I mean, a lot of people and I have this argument, but I can't watch stuff without a protagonist like if everyone's an antagonist i can't watch sons of arc anarchy they're all pieces of garbage sure. like you know sure they have up and downs like every other person but uh, to their uh you know they're still drug runners through a city you know they're not the best people right, they're still right. killing people I, I can't there's no one to root for i can't watch that you know breaking bad i got behind and honestly i rooted for hank you know yeah. uh the, the brother-in-law because he's the good guy you know yeah, once right. again a lot of gray area, not the best person in the world, uh, sure. but uh, the same thing with Walter White, not a horrible person to begin with. And you watch him become horrible. That makes it interesting. But I can't watch stuff where um, there's no there's no one to root for, essentially. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I do have that issue a little bit when I'm watching a, a long winded TV show. Yeah. So I so see Mr. Brobot, you could argue you don't necessarily root for the main person. I found myself rooting for them. I uh, and. It's such, oh, I don't know. I, I can go a long time talking about why Mr. Robot is great, but I'll say this really quickly. It's an exploration of humanity to me, that show. Okay. Um, the cinematography is incredible. The, uh, like, seriously, is absolutely amazing. The style of it is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that I will, like, you know, I think I only watched five or six episodes or whatever, and it wasn't one of those things where I just dipped out. It was like, uh, I think it was storming during one of the episodes and I had DVR'd it and then that episode was gone and I fell behind and I just didn't come back. You know, it's one of those Scott, things. You don't need to so, defend this to me. 
Right, okay. right. But, but uh, <laughs> you know, th- there are many things that I give up on and go back in. The Americans I gave up on and went back in and uh, watched, liked it way more the second time. Uh, that mm. That's another one of those where it became kind of hard to root for them, though. So um, that one was uh, a little bit difficult to watch. But, like, you know, Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones was amazing up until the last... Oh, you know, that was season so and a half. What, that was yeah, so which is Scott. Uh, that's probably my favorite thing about Reddit is how much they still kill season eight and it, how bad. It's just it's just absolute failure. You know, you had yeah. this. It was so beautiful and done, and it's just you just it ruined it. Uh, how could you do this? Yeah, they how absolutely ruined the end of it. So. Yeah. It was terrible. But Dexter was that same way. Dexter was a great show. Mm. And, and that was and that can be one of those where you're you don't know who to root for, too, so, because. So, right. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I but we'll say Mr. Robot best best uh, uh, season finale. OK. I've ever seen um, might be the best season of television I've seen. The best thing about it is that the whole show was four seasons planned from the very beginning. Right. So that I feel like I would rather have that. And have something drag on a season or two too long. Absolutely, you know, um, uh, there six there are seasons many in a movie, right? Right, yeah, Community, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, six seasons, and we're still waiting on the movie. I know uh, we're gonna I, get there. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I that show, the paintball episodes are amazing. Uh, some of the best TV out there ever uh, in Community. The the paintball episodes are awesome. Oh, so, so but, good. But, I would rather have it end. Yeah, I would rather have a show end a little abruptly than uh, peter on way, way, way too long. But there are some like South Park. You don't really have an expiration date for that. As long as it's still funny, you can still watch it. You know what I mean? Animated shows, Futurama, stuff like that. I never got into anime. Uh, It's not Mm -hmm. something that I've I know that is huge right now. Anime and all that stuff. But I just I. So it's you know what it really is. It's the subtitles because Welsh told me about that series Dark on Netflix, too. And it's because I'm always working on something on my computer. So I have a hard time, you know, when I, you know, processing it. Yeah, I got to hear it. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And I get that. And I actually do want to jump into this. But before we do really quickly, uh, here's a quick word from our sponsor about hey alex fast here and thanks for listening to this podcast on the pitcher list podcast network if you're a fan consider supporting all of us by getting a po plus subscription where you're going to get an ad free website and get access to our discord where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff plus you can hang out with our incredible pitcher list community it's basically a baseball sanctuary year round for as low as eight dollars a month you can sign up at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast. Also, don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from YouTube videos, live streams, newsletters, off-season articles, TikToks, breakdowns, over 15 baseball podcasts on our network. We can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season. So sign up for PL Plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free. All right. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. Anime really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. You need a gateway is what needs to happen. There needs to be like that one show. And I actually don't really watch too many that are like subtitles or anything like that. I wouldn't call myself like a giant anime fan or anything, but I've seen mm-hmm. some. Um, and there's some that, that do such a good job of, I don't know, it, it, it's, it hits on a different note than everything right. else uh, when it comes to tension and um, I don't, they, they like go off the deep end in a good way sometimes. 
The the ones I'm thinking of are Death Note, um, which is a really short one. Uh, and really only like the first 23 episodes are worth your time. And then it kind of goes weird for the final. Okay. Or <laughs> uh, it just kind of like drags on. It's like, I don't really need to be a part of this, whatever. Um, but uh, that's that's one I think if you watch that, if you're not into that one by like the second episode and it's not subtitles, uh, that might be your a good gateway for you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I between watching like all the stuff on Disney, uh, I, I don't know when I'm going to have time to start a new series because, you know, huh. uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier just came out. Uh, the WandaVision was awesome. The Mandalorian and all the new Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. that's going to be coming out. That's I mean, you know, I could watch if I had to pick one thing to rewatch on just a loop for the rest of my life, it would be Star Wars content. That, that's yeah, what you're be. your Star Wars so, guy. Yeah, I'm a Star Wars guy. So sure. uh, I definitely am. And the uh, have you watched like the Clone Wars and stuff like so, that? So the Pitchless Discord got me into it during the quarantine. I watched, ah, I watched there you Clone go. Wars. I watched Rebels. I <clears throat> it's good. I yeah, yeah. It. The um, I mean, I thought that uh, they really Dave Filoni what he did with like the last six episodes of the Clone Wars. Uh, I mean, oh man, kind, kind of putting that in between episodes was it's like watching another star wars movie it really is so absolutely uh they ended that incredible but like to begin it like i started watching clone wars i'm like oh this is really childish which you would expect you know it's a cartoon right right right. uh you know like ezra bridger oh my god i cannot you don't like that? Yeah. I cannot stand Ezra Bridger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very, you know. Yeah. You got, uh, it's, it's like one of those things, exactly as you said, like putting on while you're what you're doing other things. Yes, so I don't yes. feel like, so like I never really watched this feeling like this is all I'm doing and my entire focus is on it. Um, it you know, it's it's in many ways, I don't mean to belittle it or anything like that, but it's like comfort. No. It's like candy in a way in yeah. that respect. Yeah, it is. I mean, it just adds to the overall Star Wars story, which I know a lot of people, a lot of like super gung ho Star Wars fans were upset when Disney bought it. And they're like, well, they're going to make it bubble gum and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, it was kind of like that anyway already. so good what they've done. They've given you more of this. They give you more stuff. That's the whole thing. Not all of it is going to work for everyone, uh, especially as the world gets bigger and bigger and bigger you know what i mean so um but but yeah i mean it's it's interesting and i love you know i've, I've read some of the books too and hmm. i'm sure they're going to have some of those characters uh coming at, at some point so uh, i'm just glad that they're still working on it you know because going oh, of course 20 years between anything is uh no good when you're someone that really enjoys that type of storytelling i have a very important question to ask you bogman okay is the last jedi a good or bad movie um the the last Jedi is a decent movie. I I I hesitate to call it bad. Okay, um, but on the side of like, oh, this is a really good one in the series versus this is. I would say it's side. lower. It's on okay. it's on the lower side. All right, yeah. you hear that, Ben Palmer? You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> He's the last Jedi prove uh, um, truther, and I just. I can't. I, I mean, there, there, there were issues with the the last three, you know, I, I, and yeah. the 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 real issue oh, yeah. was it seemed like you know, like you said, uh, Mr. Robot was four seasons and it was all mapped out from day one. Right. They couldn't get three movies mapped out from day one. Man, what are you doing? You know. Yeah, so I, 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 it really I, felt I, like they didn't know what they wanted to do with Finn. Are we making him a Jedi or is he a former storm stormtrooper? What is he? Is he in love with Ray? Is he not in love with Ray? What what's his deal? Right. So um, I, I don't know that they 
they didn't have a great plan to start with. They should have given one guy all three of those movies and said, do it. I felt like you they kind of did that with JJ. Then he's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to hand over the reins for the second one. And then, and then that might have been it like, too. The Johnson was like, oh, you know what? Great. I'm just going to ruin everything. <laughs> And then JJ comes back and goes, I don't know what, to, uh, okay. Uh, how do I fix this? Right. Yeah, right. And he does his best, <laughs> but it's not. Uh, I I like when uh, on South Park, they had uh, JJ Abrams fix the national anthem. I don't oh, know yeah. if you saw that, but that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I could do a very long rant about all the problems with The Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> it, essentially, it comes down to nothing is worthwhile. And it's not, you know, the idea of, oh, we're going to subvert expectations. Like they're subverting expectations and then there's just wasting our time. Right. Right. And yeah, that is, oh, that's just, that's what it is. It's a, waste what, what would you think if like some of these uh, shows went back and reshot, like if they just redid season eight of game of Thrones, so you would you just be, now. you don't no, think no, so? The problem wasn't that it was a se- that it was season eight. The problem was that it was one season. There is too much. The story of Game of Thrones, and I'm sorry for everybody yeah. that is uh, what is the most yeah, spoiler here, alert, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but but the, the story is exactly as it is from the books too. I read all of them after watching the yeah, first me season. Too. I was like, I need to know now. I uh, the Nerys Targaryen is supposed to be the Mad Queen. That's like that is her destiny, and she hints at it as she goes on about like justice and. But they didn't you know, do the, enough. You want to, to, to well, make well, her that point. way? Yeah, well, right. Because they had to do it all in one season. They right. had to just get rid of him. They had all these storylines inside the books about Euron getting the the dragon horn and everything. Then they decided to go away. They had can't put that things. in. Yeah, it was just yeah. uh, and they and I think George R. R. Martin was like, "Cool, we're going to have ten seasons, right?" Like, and they go, "Oh no, 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 we're only going to do eight. It's like, what? What do you? You can't do it in. And why one can't more? that guy finish his? Uh, I mean, I don't know. blame him at all. Like, this yeah. is your life. This is life. And like, hey, you've been given this massive amount of glory and you can retire and everything you can do everything that you want. And now he feels <laughs> like it's work and not something that his purpose That's true. is filled. You know? Yeah, yeah. Ways. That's so true. He probably, if he was going to finish it, he probably should have not let the show start until he was absolutely yeah, there done. You go. So I don't, I mean, yeah. like, I don't blame him at all for that. And I, I understand this, that sense of burden too. Yeah. That just eats you, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. So it sucks for all of us, but I, I don't blame <laughs> a single human for that. That's a really hard, hard thing to, to carry. But yeah, I know what I, I, I again. These are rambles that I could have. <laughs> I don't want to have, and I want to bring it back to to learning more about you and your process and kind of what's ahead for for Bogman. A, a discussion I love having a lot is really getting down to like, okay, this is what you're doing. What do you want to be doing? How do we get to that place for you? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I really want to expand in this league, you know, and, and Welsh and I have uh, talked about that. And, you know, the it, there's only two of us. So uh, obviously, if we want to expand, it's going to have to move beyond just the both of us uh, and add more people. We're just kind of in a weird spot right now. I mean, I, I'm going to be moving to Texas in a couple months. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, my mom, um, we planned on this before, but my mom was diagnosed with cancer in uh, oh, so August sorry. last year. It, it's okay. She had breast cancer. So she's recovering from it right now. And, um, you know, it was, um, you know, could they caught it early? Everything's mm-hmm. uh, going to be good. But we're planning on moving to Houston. You know, the the, the rest, really Conroe, which is north of Houston. But, um, you know, she's getting to the point where she's older and I probably need to be there for her. You know what I mean? Right. And we don't have a lot of family out here in Arizona and she has a lot of her friends and family in, uh, Texas. So, um, but she wouldn't go without me. 
So, you know, I kind of agreed to do that uh, for her. So because I can do this job anywhere. So yeah, I'm going to be that's, moving. That's, you know, that's not easy, Scott. It's and not. It's not. You're, you're a fantastic son. Uh, I appreciate that. So uh, so we're, we're going to be moving um, in a couple months. So I'm trying to organize that while, you know, taking her to a lot of her uh, doctor's uh, visits and stuff like that and right. getting all of that stuff straightened out. So that's kind of been, you know, what has really been on my mind the last year or so, plus COVID, you know, and, yeah. and all of that. So it's been a weird year, year and a half ish. Uh, for me so but yeah I think expanding in this league doing more video content uh, you know because that became video content really became pretty big over a quarantine because you know I never really watched a podcast before and because I wasn't in my car nearly as much I started watching podcasts you know that's really when I started watching like uh, Tom Segura's your mom's house uh, you know uh, a bunch of you know pro football focus uh, a lot of MLB ones uh, you know a lot of comedy ones like we said before Nate land you know um, Whitney Cummings uh, podcast yeah all of them good for you all of them have video now so I watched a lot of that during quarantine because there was no sports to watch you know ESPN was literally they literally had marble racing on. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I remember that going, all right, yeah. well, I guess we're going for the blue one. So, you know, just to have some <laughs> type of really competition, fun, by the way, I, I enjoy <laughs> those. They, they were, they're fun because they last 10 seconds and then you can leave. But like right, after, yeah. after, you know, okay, I've watched three of these. <laughs> are we really doing another one? Like, okay, yeah. I've had enough. So, you know, um, but yeah, I would like to do more video stuff, obviously. Um, you know, it just kind of, my focus right now is getting out to Texas and kind of settling in, you know? Um, but, uh, but, you know, keep doing this, keep growing it, keep expanding it. And, you know, it's, it's fun to work with, uh, one of your best friends most days. So absolutely, it's, uh, you know, it's great for the Welsh and I, so, um, you know, just, uh, keep doing what we're doing and hopefully, uh, expand it, make it bigger. So a question I like to ask myself every so often, just so that I can, keep in my head like you know what are the actual tangible things i w- want to achieve with picture list right right um it's okay nick tomorrow someone calls you up and says hey i i just got all this money um i want to give you five hundred thousand dollars to picture list and i need to know what that is what where that goes right what right would i expand you know obviously we want this to be larger and do more things and everything but okay i'm given five hundred thousand what does that go to towards? Right. Which is an incredible thing. And obviously not going to happen tomorrow, but (laughs) let's say, you know, let's say that happened for you, Bogman, where Mm -hmm. does your mind go? What are the things when you say expand and do all this? Like, what is that dream scenario uh, that you would be spending that on? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not something I've thought of because, uh, it is an unrealistic, uh, you know, thought, but, I mean, I would think, you know, just like get an office to go to every day, become more focused, have someone help me with the sheets because it is so much work. It's an incredible amount. Uh, Be able to actually organize my thoughts because I'm not doing the groundwork and the long work. You know what I mean? I'd rather do one or the other. I'd rather be, hey, focused in. I'm going to be working on the sheet. This is what I'm doing today. Or, all right, let's plan X, Y, or Z for the long term, because that's, yeah. I think that's where we really get buckled down. You know, anyone starting and trying to expand is you're doing the, 
you're doing the day to day and you're doing the long work. You know yep. what I mean? It, so it, it can be it can be a little grinding uh, this, uh, on this you. This next so. week is me trying to take as much time as I can to plan everything uh, for right. the next year, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that is, I mean, that's grueling too because, yep. you know, you, sometimes you have a thought and it's great and then you realize your time frame is just too short. There's no yep. way it's going to work, you know? So you, you put that on the back burner and then you got, now we got to, well, what am I going to do with this time now that I'm not doing that? You know what I yep. mean? So coming up with new ideas and new schedules and things things is it's it's tough to do so but i think just you know keep growing the brand and expanding it and uh you know as long as it's fun i'm gonna keep doing it that's kind of you know uh my thought process as far as uh fantasy the the fantasy industry goes for me yeah the uh yeah the whole five hundred thousand dollar uh exercise to me (laughs) is not necessarily about like um the dreams it's about okay let's take all the things that i would want to do and then i can select the one that i want to get towards next right 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 and then cool this is this is the sign of uh achievement and progression i so it's interesting i get these things all the time where um i have some amazing staffers that are often like hey nick i was thinking actually we can go and do this and do that and the conversation always has to end on okay I uh, I'm not able to do this. <laughs> I, are you going to be able to? If you are, then is that taking away from something else that's important? Like, where is that going to come right. from, essentially? And not to say that it's a bad idea because it is a good one. I uh, it's just it takes a lot of time and effort to organize that. Um, and the uh, the impression of what kind of impact that addition will make. I don't know if it's going to be that. that. That's always the hardest thing, too. There have been a lot of things that we've introduced at PictureList that I believe would have larger impacts. Right. And other things that we have introduced that I thought wouldn't really be anything. And all of a sudden, this is you know a major thing. And that's it's very, very hard to, to grasp. It sounds like, oh, man, we're doing, I don't know, some random thing. And that should be everyone would love this. And it's just no one cares. It's like, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it, sometimes it can be hard, especially when you think the audience is going to just love something and they don't, you know, yeah. it's just uh, it didn't work. So it's back to the drawing board, which a lot of industries have, of course. And it's funny, this uh, this econ teacher that I had, um, you know, introduced this. Uh, um, they were called Udals. And it's basically your he said, look, you know, money, money is real. Right. But it's also made up. So uh, sure really what everything you do boils down to is uh, if, if you want to quantify it, it it's uh, utils and it's your time. It, it That is what you want to do with your time because yep. at the end of the day, that's really all you have, you exactly. know, um, uh, because everything can go away tomorrow. That's just the way the world works. So it's uh, your time. So, you know, you have to, you know, you got to work hard and you got to grind. And you got to do the dirty work. Everybody has to do that. But you also have to take time to do things that you enjoy and think you're working towards something good, you know, which I know it's, you know, has been said a million different ways and different cliches and quotes and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, that's really all you got. There so are two types of people. There are people who have more money than time and who has time, more time than money. Right. Right. Uh, Absolutely. It actually, it's a very interesting question when it comes to how much you'll spend for uh, luxury in the sense of, right. let's say uh, I'm going from point A to point B. Will I get an Uber or would I take the subway? And let's say I carve off 45 minutes taking a car instead. Uh, right, right. How much is that time worth? What is the difference? Am I Would I be willing to work for minimum wage for that period of time? 
Uh, if I would, if I wouldn't, then like, is it a $10 difference? Is it 15? Can I not afford to do that? You know, it's right. These are interesting right. questions that we, 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 our perception of what everything costs is, is very interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I can't, and like little I chores you hate this. doing it too. Like I, I despise cooking. I hate it, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't really hate the cooking process. I, I hate the, you know, Jesus, how do I make this many dishes? Uh, huh, cooking sure. one meal for one person. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, that's why, like, if I go to someone's house to eat and they make me dinner, you got to know I'm doing the dishes because I appreciate not having to do both sides of these. Or if Absolutely. I cook something, your ass better be doing the dishes because I don't want to do both sides of this. You know what sure. I mean? So yep. uh, I can appreciate it both ways. So and how, um, how much time have you been on like Amazon or something where something is like $2 more than you want to spend and you don't buy it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden, like you find yourself spending like an hour trying to get like find a better, a better deal. deal. Yeah. Yes, you just spent, you just worked for two dollars an hour. So yeah, what, what I do with that is, and I, this happens to me so much. Uh, I used to when I was doing both jobs. Obviously, I was making more money, so I was getting Postmates a bunch or Uber Eats or or that right, kind of right, crap. Right. And I think in you know. In the last year, I may have gotten Postmates like 10 times total because I, I used to do it like uh, three or four times a week. But it now it, it, I, that's what I do. I go on Postmates. And I'm like, good Lord, 15 extra dollars just to get this to get up off your fat ass and go get it. What yeah, are you doing? Right, right, you know, right. so I'll get up and uh, go get it after searching for an hour uh, over something to eat. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to go across the street and do that. So, or nah, I'm going to go find something in the fridge and cook that. So, uh, you know, that I feel like that more than an Amazon, but it's the same yeah, process. The same you know thing. what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's so okay. weird. It's, it's, oh um, yeah. But yeah. So I agree exactly with your professor's talking about, like structure your time and know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and every decision we make, you know, bring to bring it back to, to, uh, you know, our goals and everything like that mm. comes down to, okay, what, you know, what do you want your time to be? And, uh, and I want to ask you, Scott, like what, what do you want your ideal schedule to be? You know, I kind of have an interesting idea in my head of what I want actually to be doing each day, because I'll be honest with everybody. I'm so sorry to say this. But I can't have the schedule of 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. writing the roundup and then waking up at 7.45 every day to do the live stream. I can't do that for multiple years. Yeah, yeah. As much as I want to, it's effective this year because that's what I wanted to do this year. But that's not the end game for me. Uh, so what do you want your day to structure to be when it comes to creating content and, and you're doing in this league stuff? Yeah, I mean, I would like to and, and it's kind of like this already. It's not obviously not perfect, but I would like to uh, work when there's no games on and then not work when there's games on. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's pretty simple for me. I mean, the only thing that I absolutely will not do is I won't do anything during a Steelers game. I haven't missed. Oh, really? Pits- I have not missed a Pittsburgh Steelers game since I was 15 years old. Oh, so, wow. Why the Steelers? Uh, uh, my my dad's whole side of the family is from Pittsburgh, so that oh, was kind of my. That's why I have weird team allegiances. I'm originally from Katy, Texas. My dad's whole side of family is from Pittsburgh, so uh, you know, grew up watching the Steelers, the Panther, Pitt Panthers, you know, uh, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, from my mom's side, Rockets and the Longhorns. Half my family are Aggie fans, Texas A and M. Half are Longhorns fans, and I fell on the Longhorn side. Sure. And then when I moved here in uh, 1995 was when 94, 95. Whatever it was, it was like a month or two before Arizona was announced to get an expansion team. So I kind of decided at that point, 
I'm going to watch the Diamondbacks. So I watched them from the ground up. You know, I, I actually went to game seven of the World Series. Don't know. Oh, if I've, man. I don't know if I've wedged that into a conversation with you yet, but I try I, to wedge it into I any conversation. I believe in the butterfly effect, so they wouldn't have won if uh, you weren't there. Of course, of course not. So, uh, <laughs> but that, I mean, that was one of the most incredible moments of my life. So, Absolutely. but yeah, that's my weird sports allegiances. And, and I haven't missed, you know, look, you know, I don't miss many Diamondback games. Uh, I miss the Rockets at the end of the year because they're horrific and hard to watch. But, um, you know, there's 162 Diamondback games, you know, so you're going to miss one or two here yep. or there, at least, unless, you know, you're eating Carl's Jr. Every I was day about to it. say that. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I tell you that that Carl's Jr. closed? It is no, no longer running. Really? Yeah, I, I think I kept it open for a yeah, year. Yeah, you tried as hard so, as you could. I really did. I mean, I think COVID <laughs> actually killed it. They're turning into uh, a Mexican place now, but it is uh, it is funny that that one that I did all those videos at is now dead. It's yeah, closed. If you guys don't know, Bogman says something after every Every single Dimebacks loss, I believe. Yeah, uh, you yeah. would go to Carl's Jr. Right, and I would you, go to you, Carl's Jr. You adhere to. I mean, you you followed through on that. I I did, and unfortunately, I didn't follow through last year's where I was supposed to be doing a mile for every uh you know for every run that the Dimebacks lost by on the treadmill. I got a bunch of them in. I got over half of the season in, but hey, just good. at the end, yeah, would you know doing all my mom stuff and all that. I just couldn't do right, it. Right, so right. Uh, this year, Welsh was like, "Are you going to do a uh, Dimebacks?" I was like, "No, I am absolutely <laughs> not." You know, the Diamondbacks are going to be rough this year. They've been better than expected right now, but they're still going to sure. be under 500. So, yeah. But yeah, the, the Steelers play, you know, they play 16 now, 17 games a year, and they're three hours. So if I can't put aside that, you know, to, to me, what's the point? Did you just say 17? They they bumped a game this year. When was they're, that announced? Uh, out of January. So I, I had no idea. This is Yeah, they... It was something that that kind of was kind of in the works uh, for a while, but yeah, they're now playing 17 games instead of 16 games. So, so the, so the week just goes an extra week into January, or starts a week earlier. I think it's going to go an extra week into January. Good. Do not so. do not go into my baseball. Not, <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't think so. It, they, they, well, I, see, I'm not really sure because they're announcing the schedule. Um, I think in the. Uh, the end of May, I think it's May 20th, somewhere in that neighborhood. So we're really going to find out then. And, and honestly, I just can't remember. It's going to, but I, they may be cutting off a preseason week and adding it then. So maybe it is bumping it up, but I think they're just moving everything back. I'm not 100% that'd be, that'd sure. Be such pain. Look, uh, look, I don't like golf because the Masters is like, this is our weekend. We just got baseball back in like the second <laughs> weekend. It's all about the Masters, apparently. And it's just. Golf is another, you know, it's just, it's one of those hobbies that's too expensive. Guns and like having multiple guns and and having, you know, playing golf and like these things are too expensive for me. Well, golf and hunting particularly are the way too early in the morning for me. I am not Mm -hmm. a morning person at all. I'm very much a night person. So, you know, I, and that's working at a restaurant for a million years, but, you know, the uh, getting home at two or three, you're never going to go right to bed. So I was up till four for a while. And now my, my structure is better. I wake up earlier. I wake up usually around nine most days and then get going around 10. But, uh, you know, I'm still very much a, a night person and not a morning person at all. Yeah. The, uh, my, my sister and my dad, uh, always have been night people. My mom, not so much, but we used to call it Pollock syndrome that you can't, <laughs> you have to fall asleep after midnight every night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I'm the same I, I honestly can't remember the last time I fell asleep before midnight. I don't hmm. remember when it was. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely understand that. <laughs> uh, and, and going back to the whole philosophy thing we were talking about in the beginning a bit, uh, mm. do you? I, I like asking this to people. Do you have a mantra that you live by? I, I came up with like four or five when I was in college that I just kind of have now. <clears throat> but I, uh, but yeah, for you specifically, do you have a mantra that is Scott Bogman? Not really. I, I would say that I try to be considerate. You know, I try to consider things from uh, another person's angle, another person's point of view. Um, I try to if someone disagrees with me or if I just can't understand a point someone is trying to make instead of being reactionary, uh, which I can be, you know, I think that's a human trait. Everyone can be. I try to really think about, okay, why? What experience would bring them to this thought process, you know, uh, and that's in anything, you know, whether it's small or big, you know, I try to uh, consider the other side a little bit, which I think has been lost a lot in our society in the the most recent days. So, well, yeah, it goes um, back to the whole nuance conversation a bit. Right, right. Yeah, the gray area where everyone lives and no one wants to acknowledge. Everybody wants to be team this, team that, instead of living in the gray area, which we all live in anyway. So, I I really like that um, because we're controlled by emotion and it's so easy for us just to, just to, I don't know, be along for the ride of our emotions wherever they take us. Right. And it's so important for us to recognize them and then hold them back, you know, reach out with our arms and say, stop, we're going to hold this for a second before we leave the station. Uh, And yeah, that's, I mean, it's so easy. You hear something that you don't necessarily like at first glance and you instantly just, you know, throw out the thorns and all. But then, yeah, be considerate, understand where they're coming from, that why you're feeling what you're feeling. If you can be upset at something and you can actually be like, okay, I'm feeling this way. Why right, am I right. feeling this way? <laughs> right, I right. I don't want to feel this way. What I want is to feel something else. Okay. Why are they feeling like this? They're feeling. It, it, I know it sounds kind of simple. It's in some ways very, uh, I want to say childish, but it's so important. Oh, man. Well, people skip. They, they run right over that and they yeah. go with whatever, you know, like you said, whatever grips them in that moment is what they go with. And that's why, you know. Uh, and people make mistakes. You got to understand that every, everybody makes mistakes. So you got to kind of be, uh, forgiving, understand that people are going to screw some stuff up, but you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, it, this is, this is kind of what I like is, uh, when people are getting, when you're getting an attitude, uh, all the time, when, when you're just constantly in a bad mood, if you run into a jerk at the beginning of the day, and you go about the rest of the day and the rest of your day is fine. That person was a jerk. If you run into jerks all day, you're the jerk. Yeah. That's kind right, of right. what the it common is. Common denominator. So, right. What's the common denominator here? Exactly. It's yeah. it's you and your attitude. So, you know, uh, I think that that is, you know, uh, I don't know that it's the best way to live life, but that's kind of how I go about it. I try to not let uh, little things cause a bigger bump in the road than they need to be. So, so when I was uh, when I was growing up, my sister, uh, I have an older sister, um, would always put on MTV. Essentially, it would, you know, come back from school, whatever. She would have the remote. It would be MTV, and I remember distinctly, I uh, the first music video played by TRL in the 2000s <laughs> was, was Carson Daly the host. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was the new new radicals. You get what you give. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what you're saying, you know? So if you're being the jerk that will, you're going to get it back and you'll find that if you decide to give kindness on a given day, when it's not going your way, if you find yourself extending it out, you'll get it back too. 
Yeah. I so I really I really like that Bogman. Be considerate, mm-hmm. you know. Just just yeah. Just take the moment. Take that time. That time is worth it. What is your time <laughs> worth? It is worth and the moment. And sometimes that's just exhaling when something really oh, hits you the wrong man. way. Just oh, oh I can't. Okay. I can't exp- I'm so yeah. happy you brought that. This is actually one of the <laughs> biggest things for me. Is you ever in a group with people? And you have something like the perfect thing to say, you know, exactly. And it's just, you're not getting it out. You don't have that, that opening to do it. And you feel that tension that like, I just need to, I have the thing I want to say and I can't say it. All you need to do is exhale. Yeah. Not even inhale, just, just exhale. And all of a sudden you're all your emotion that's tied to it is just gone. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. I do it all the time and I'm always shocked every single time that it works unless it's something funny if it's something funny you got to spit it out as soon as you can i've had that too <laughs> where like that someone says something and i have the perfect quip you know uh oh, yeah. whatever it is and i get like i get a flash in my eyeballs if i'm gonna spit out that funny one line or right. whatever it is uh and i'll spit that out as fast as i can but if it's something that makes you upset mad angry however you want to say right, it right sad you know step back for a second regroup and and like you said that might just be inhaling exhaling whatever it is for you whatever that is uh going in the bathroom and punching something whatever that is do wait, that what? thing wait do you do that you go to the no bathroom no no something. i don't have uh look i've done that before that way gets really expensive you know holes oh and walls God. are expensive to fix so i don't that's, think i've ever like really punched something no, oh, yeah, I, I, well, mine more than anything was, uh, and it's the stupidest thing to get mad about, but like playing Madden or MLB the show or something, oh, I have course. broken more controllers yeah, than, yeah. uh, I, I am proud of, you know, and I shouldn't yeah. be proud of more than one, but, you know, uh, <laughs> hey, gay man, I just want to tell you, uh, I have broke that controller. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's proud of that stuff? You know what I mean? Spiking a controller, but, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just, taking yourself out of whatever it is, you know, uh, to try to not be completely reactionary, you know, and and take a beat and use your brain. I think that's a wonderful message to end on here, Bogman. Um, (laughs) Well, thank you for having me, man. Uh, This this was fun. This was selfish because I got to learn more about you and hang out (laughs) with you. Uh, I I very, very much appreciate it. I want to give you about 30 seconds here to talk about everything you want to, what you're doing, where they can find you, all that good stuff. All right. So you can find me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm not the best tweeter in, in the world, but I do tweet out my work all the time, which is, you know, uh, I have in this league with the Welsh, patreon.com slash ITL Army. We got all kinds of stuff for you there. Group me rooms, secret shows. We do the secret comedy shows where we talk about stuff that's going on or stuff that happened to us. I actually got recognized for the first time uh, in public. Uh, oh, that's day. so great. So it was oh, pretty cool. Amazing. So uh, so I talked about that on the most recent secret show. Uh, we do rankings. The Welsh obviously has over 500 minor league rankings for uh, prospect one over there. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, streaming all three days for the NFL draft. If you're a football fan, I'm going to stream all three days of the draft over there as well. I think the first two days are going to be on Patreon. Last day will be uh, public. But, um, you know, I, I do in this league fantasy football baseball, basketball, college football. I do ID, an IDP show with Gary Davenport, which will be coming back out uh, in a couple days here. Uh, I do the NFL Draft War Room on In This League. 
Uh, I do CFB Winning Edge with my buddies Nick and Xavier. I'm on FNTSY Sports Grid uh, with Welsh and Bubba every single Saturday. That's also available on podcast. And Bubba and I also do the Line Star DFS on deck show uh, Monday through Friday. So that is all of my work. So I'm there trying to stay go, busy. Man. This this is why you know Bogman. I I mean you're putting in the time. You're doing great stuff. Yeah. You know this is uh it, it's not like you're just trying a couple of things like no you're really going for it and that's you know i, I gotta respect that a lot man yep yep guy it's just like uh you know they the the old adage in comedy is uh get up as as much as you can and i'm putting up as many podcasts as i can there so. you go love it i uh, obviously uh support itl if you can patreon.com slash itl army uh, bogman steve good to see you <laughs> uh if you don't know that story you can definitely tweet at us I mean, i'm sure welsh uh, <laughs> and i talked about before on that podcast but um, but anyway, Scott Bogman, thank you so much for being here. And that will be today's episode of Nick Pollock and Friends coming out every Wednesday. We'll talk to you guys next week.